Ordinary Monday. It's Reaction Monday. Hashtag MSW. Let's quickly switch. The title race is surely going right to the wire, isn't it? I mean, for the fourth consecutive Premier League weekend, Manchester City, <laughs> I mean, they played first at one to ramp up the pressure on the arrivals, Arsenal. I don't know if that is what's causing the pressure on Arsenal. So let's head off to the UK in Leeds. Joe Cran is a standing by football journalist for the Sheffield Star. Joe, great to chat to you after such a long time. Good evening and welcome to the show. It's lovely to be on, mate. It's great to speak to you. It's been a long, long time. People are worried here, especially the Arsenal fans. Is there too much pressure? I mean, City play first, the next day they crumble. I don't think it's pressure. I just think it's the fact that Man City are just unstoppable. I mean, the the form that they're in now, I think it's 10, 10 wins on the bounce, 37 goals in the last 10 games. I mean, I know some of those include, you know, big results in the Champions League as well, but we've got Erling Haaland breaking records left, right and centre. It's just... When you talk about title winning form, I think this is the, the. If you looked it up in the dictionary, I think this is what you'd see next to it. <laughs> oh, and I know that he. I mean, Arteta has been very protective of his players. I mean, miss penalties. He he described them as that. It's it's almost a hundred percent that when you step up uh, and onto it, it will happen. Well, what do you think post this game and just for individual players? How will they keep their heads up? I think for them. The good thing for Arsenal is that they've shown on numerous occasions over the course of this entire season that they have got the bottle, they've got the metal to you know go behind in games and come back. We've seen it time and time again. So as much as you look at the last two and, and obviously tune up on both occasions to, to go and draw and they do lose that little bit of a lead that they've got over Man City, they, they've shown that they've got the, the mentality for, um, for the long call and that. I think that the the difference is that Man City have uh, they've got that that BMT that we, we've done it before. You know, we've been there, we've done it. They've got the the trouble on their mind now, so they're just in in free flowing form at the moment. And I think from an Arsenal perspective, what Mikel Arteta has got to do is just calm them down and just say to them, look, it's still in our hands. You know, yes, we've we've dropped a couple of uh, a couple of bad points recently that is. I suppose given Man City a boost, but the, the key thing too for, for Arsenal is that they still they're the masters of their own destiny, and as long as that is the case, um, they, they've got to be the ones who are in the driving seat. Yeah, because I mean, you talk about uh, Saka, and, and you kind of looked at him, you know, against Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, all those kicks went in. Um, so it's not a case of somebody who has a, a bad track record. I think we all kind of remember what he did for England and everybody will never, ever forget that. Uh, we've also seen I Mo Salah, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but all in all, no, think, he's been in, fa- in fantastic form though, John. Joe, sorry. Yeah, he absolutely has. And I think that, that to be honest, uh, you mentioned the England thing there. And I think that the way that um, a young Bukayo Saka came back from that, that kind of disappointment, because... When you've missed a penalty like that, and, the, and the, the pressure and everything that came with that, and, and you know the, the, sort of the abuse that he had to take that was disgusting, but he overcame that and he stepped up to take important penalties in important games. And I think that even though Bukayo Saka, Saka is such a, a young player with so much still left to, to learn and, and so much room left to grow, I think he's already proven that he's got the 
the mentality to put something like that behind him. He, he's had a, a fantastic season. Um, you know, he's he's been an absolutely vital part of all the success that Arsenal have had. And I don't think that this will phase him too much. Yes, he'll be disappointed. And yes, I'm sure he'll be looking back on this game and thinking what could have been if I'd stuck that away. And look, at the end of the season, if, if Arsenal miss out on the title by a point, he'll be kicking himself. But it doesn't go down to this one moment. And I think, like I say, I think he's too, I think he's too strong mentally to, to let something like this get him down. No, absolutely. But, I mean, it's what people call halted momentum. Uh, but they're going to need to recover that before their trip to Man City uh, next Wednesday. Uh, I mean, which Arsenal must get a result in order to avoid, uh, as you described, the, the fact that it might disappear and see City in the rearview mirror. Yeah, look, and I think it's a bit of a banana skin with Southampton as well. It's the sort of game that I think most people will look at and go, well, that is a... It's a guaranteed three points, the way that Southampton have been playing, the results that they've been getting. Um, but it is the sort of game that, you know, you can you can slip up in. I think that for Arsenal, obviously, if, you, if anyone's seen the, the documentary that they did and, and you listen to the way that, that Mikel Arteta talks and having that sort of insight into the way he is in the changing room, he's not going to let them be complacent. He's not going to let them rest on their laurels and go into that Southampton game thinking, you know, this is, is three points in the bag. I think from their their perspective, they've started games, the last couple of games especially, they've started them so strongly and then have sort of sat back and, and it, it kind of felt like they thought the job was done. Um, you can't let that happen again. You know, the, the league is so tight up there. And obviously, like you say, going into that Man City game on the 26th, that is, because of the, you know, the timing of it in the season, that's the sort of game that can really swing the, the, the title race one way or the other. You know, the four points clear of Man City now. Uh, they've played one more game than them. The, the Southampton game next, it is absolutely vital that they get three points there. I can't let you go without us chatting about this, uh, I don't know, creature of habit, this monster that's arrived in the EPL. Erling Haaland, I mean, he's equaled the goal-scoring record in a 38-game Premier League season, having scored twice against Leicester City on Saturday, uh, taking his tally, Joe, to 32. I mean, I don't know what's next. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I, I really have, especially, the, I mean, the, the way that people were talking about him before he came to, to the Premier League and how he was going to need time to settle and he was going to need, you know, that, that little bit of a, a spell where he was bedding in and he's just, he, he, he flew out the blocks and he's just kept flying. I mean, you say there he's, he's sort of, He's, he's gone with, with Salah for that record. He's going to take Andy Cole and Alan Shearer's record next. That's, I would think, inevitable. And to do that at this age is it's just phenomenal. I, I don't think that I've ever seen a player arrive in the Premier League and master it so quickly. You know, the, the way that he's gone about his business, the, the timing of his runs, the, the, the places, the, the positions that he finds himself in, uh, it's just... He he is a, he's a robot. I I am almost certain that he was made in a lab, and it's not fair on everybody else that he's playing because it is it's it, it's a remarkable feat. And I think the thing is with with Holland as well, he's not been signed to help them win the Premier League. They, they've done that, you know. Man City know how to win the Premier League. He's done it time and time again. He has been signed to help them win the Champions League, the elusive trophy that Pep's not been able to win since he was at, at Man City. And the fact that he's 
not only scoring these goals in the Premier League, but doing it in the Champions League as well. It just shows that, you know, some of the conversations about did he make them worse, it just all feels a little bit silly now, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's crazy. I mean, you talk about uh, Andy Cole and Alan Shearer, but very briefly, though, just for perspective, uh, I mean, he has got eight games left in the season to break that all-time record. I mean, they scored 34 goals in 42 games, so he's got eight matches left. You can imagine what mincemeat is going to make of those eight games. And I just don't see... uh, I mean, obviously, I'm sure people said it when they set their records before, but I look at the the numbers that he's racking up this season and I don't see how anybody beats him. You know, I I think we... Other than himself, you know, I I don't see another forward out there that is anywhere near his his clinical levels and, and... yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll. Like you say, he's going to make mince meat of those records. As long as he doesn't get injured between now and the end of the season, those records will be gone soon. I mean, I was looking today, and I think for for Haaland in his in his current form, he scored I think seventeen goals in his last six games. I mean, it's just madness. <laughs> like Man City are, are averaging right now. I think over the last ten games, are averaging almost four goals a game. And he's the sort of the forefront of everything. He takes the penalties, but he's not just a penalty taker and penalty scorer. I mean, you saw in the the Leicester game the way that he took um, his non-penalty goal was just expert. It would sort of way dinks it into the ground and over the keeper. He's yeah, like I said, he's a robot, um, and I, I refuse to believe that he's a human being at this point in time. Yeah, you certainly are and remain a human being, Joe Cran. Uh, you can follow Joe Cran on social media, on Twitter. Uh, he is our export. Very proud of what uh, he's doing at uh, the Sheffield Star. Uh, next time we chat, I want to chat to you about uh, Wolves. A lot of uh, interesting developments that have been going on there, but also a whole lot of other uh, developments within the uh, the EPL. Joe, thank you so much indeed for your time and for sharing it right here on hashtag MSW. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Joe Cran, football journalist for the Sheffield Star, right here on Mara Sports Worldwide, talking all things to do with the EPL. Right, as we prepare to bid you farewell for today, let's remind you, there's 144 days left uh, before the Rugby World Cup. 129 days left before the 2023 FIFA Basketball World Cup is 102 days before the Netball World Cup being staged in Cape Town right here in South Africa. 94 days left before the FIFA Women's World Cup. Big sporting, yeah, as far as World Cups are concerned, but also for women's sports in general. Happy to listen to any thoughts on any of those in any of our shows coming up for the rest of the week. Certainly looking forward, I'm sure, to the Rugby World Cup here over the weekend. The changes that will be made to the technical team, the coaching team of the Springboks post the Rugby World Cup. So that should be interesting to chat about in the next couple of days or so. Until then, catch you again tomorrow.